You're listening to the Nutrition by Lex podcast with Alexis Roberts, a dietetic graduate student and soon-to-be registered dietitian. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Nutrition by Lex podcast. I'm Alexis Roberts. Um, You guys know me from Instagram, TikTok, and then I'm here with Kim Norton, my mentor from my internship last uh, summer, and she is the owner of Rebalance Fitness and Nutrition down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Kim, if you just want to give them a little bit of background on yourself and kind of just introduce yourself. Hey guys, I am originally from upstate New York, where you may pick up on my voice. I came down here to play soccer at Wingate University and never left town. I love Charlotte. I love the community and the fitness and health and wellness culture here is just awesome. My background is physical therapy and athletic training. And I slowly transitioned into nutrition, became a certified nutrition specialist, and I'm also a personal trainer. So we like to incorporate um, fitness and nutrition here because we feel like they're both so important for the um, total wellness of any individual athlete, um, any age, for performance and health and wellness and weight management. Right. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about all things like tips that we can give you guys for athletes. If you're either a high school athlete, competitive athlete, traveling, or if you're transitioning from high school to college, we're just going to go over a few of the main questions that I've gotten in my DMs and questions to help you guys better understand nutrition that will help help your performance throughout your practices or games, competitions, whatever that might be. So first, we're going to start just by talking about protein and the differences between animal protein, plant protein, and what's best for your performance. So if you want to go into that and your opinion on that. Yeah, so what we have found is that your digestive issues or preference is so different. You can edit that out, right? (laughs) No, you're good. Not going to edit any of this. Okay. So in regard to protein, there's a lot of great um, sources out there for protein. You have animal protein and plant protein. I think some people feel that um, it all has to come from animal um, protein, and sometimes your digestive tract just doesn't love that. So, um, you know, your your generalized meats, eggs, dairy, things like that, um, you know, depending on the timing for exercise, I have found that I do better with the plant proteins right before and right after it's easier to digest um and i can tell that it's not sitting in my stomach right so same Um, for me too because i know i've been vegetarian for three four years now almost so the plant protein definitely suits better for my body type which everyone's different and yeah everyone's body digests things differently but for me personally plants worked out and it's funny to hear you say that because i didn't know that yours is also you digest it better Yeah, yeah so i didn't i guess i you know it, but you don't think about it. So sometimes you mm-hmm. look at uncomfortable conversations like gas or bloating after protein, yeah. and most proteins that are whey is still a dairy derivative. And exactly. I'm a lactose intolerant person, and I guess I just ignored the fact that the whey could be irritating me. I had tried the Orgain, um, and they have both a whey and a vegan, and I really like both of them, and they seem to suit my stomach better. Yeah. But my staple go-tos are um, chicken breast. I love a good chicken thigh, you know, when I'm, when I'm low on my fat intake. And then um, I'm like a turkey fish. Right, yeah. And steak or red meat, I usually only do once or twice a month. All right. Yeah, good. Okay. 
So moving on to the next topic, we are going to talk about water and electrolytes. I get a ton of questions about Gatorade, and I know you had a couple points you wanted to talk on with, talk, talk on with that. So you want to give your tips about yeah, electrolytes Yeah, so an easy way to look at water intake, a good minimum would be half of your body weight in ounces daily. Right. If you're doing a high sweat activity, you want to make sure you're replacing the sweat by drinking water and fluids. You know, I have found in the past some people like to sweat in a workout and then go weigh themselves mm -hmm. and they're like, yay, I lost weight. It's, water it's weight. not the good weight. It's yeah. water weight. You want to replenish water weight because your body's not going to metabolize and digest things as well if you don't have the correct amount of water right. in. So water right. replacement is super important. And then in regard to Gatorade, there's a couple different things out there. So Gatorade in itself was meant to fuel. And when we talk about fueling athletes, you want to have carbohydrates. You want to have the simple sugars mm -hmm. to feed so that you don't bonk. Right. So you fast forward to the last, I don't even know how long ago they came out with G2. Mm -hmm. It's a lower calorie, lower carb, lower sugar, which is fine if you're somebody that just wants to sip on something without extra stuff. But if you break down the amount of electrolytes in a G2, it's not enough for replenishment and electrolyte use. Okay. Right? So the right. G2 is going to be more for low-calorie flavored beverage. The Gatorade is going to be better for sports recovery replenishment during exercise. Okay. My other favorite ones that you can buy in the single serve packets right to your water bottle are Pedialyte, they make single serve now, and Advocare Rehydrate. Those are right. two of my staples and, and we love those and use those all the time. Great. Awesome. Okay, so talking a little bit on like after a workout and stuff, what are your favorite foods for pre and post workouts um, and like when do you think you should be having those foods before and how long after, et cetera, stuff so like that. So that depends on a couple different things, and athletes are going to be different than avid exercisers, right. right? When you're an exerciser, you're just looking at what can your stomach tolerate. Personally, I have found that 60 to 90 minutes before a workout is ideal so that I don't feel full belly. Mm -hmm. I usually do a, a good balance of um, protein and simple carbs okay. if it's in that hour range. Now, if when I was competing and for my athletes, we look at pre-workout as three hours before and then again an hour before. When you back up to the three hours pre-competition or pre-game, you want a more complex meal. You want um, a serving of protein. You want complex carbohydrates, something that would be like a quinoa or an oatmeal or right. you know half a bagel or something that's going to be a little bit heartier. Um, to complement the protein, and then I always add a little bit of a healthy fat, so either a nut butter or a butter or, mm -hmm. um, you know, some fruit like with avocado nuts. Or, yeah. Avocado is one of my favorites. Yes. I love avocado toast with one egg mm -hmm. and the everything, everything but, but the bagel. bagel. <laughs> Trader right. Joe's, it's our, Trader exactly. Joe's, that's everything our, but the bagel. That's our name. favorite stuff. So a little bit more three hours before and then kind of downsize and more simple that, that hour timeline before activity just to make sure you don't get nauseous or sick. So what do you suggest right at the hour mark? Like what would be a small little snack we throw in be? I love doing a um, the um, little non the mozzarella cheese sticks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a small apple. Okay, yeah. Sometimes so super simple. Yeah, super simple. Or sometimes I'll do like um, dried mango. Oh yeah, and a um, turkey, 
turkey meat stick. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. So a little bit of protein, a little bit of carbs, yep. small enough to, to get in. And, and it's not going to sit heavy on your yep. stomach too. Yeah. Perfect. So what about right after your workout? Like how long should you wait? Should you wait at all? So again, the super intense workouts, you're going to probably feel a little bit higher heart rate point. You might be a little nauseous or overheated. So oftentimes a fluid liquid mm-hmm. uh, replenishment is ideal because you can get it in without cramping or feeling nauseous. Right. For those, I usually use a pre-made orgain or I'll make one here and take it with me. And I usually do half a banana, um, protein, a little bit of spinach, sometimes almond milk, sometimes not. Real right. simple. Yeah. Um, but if we're looking to eat food, uh, we're looking at that magic recovery window. You're looking at eating and refueling 30 to 45 minutes post-workout. Okay. You want to make sure you get that, um, especially the carbohydrates in, because that's going to replace the glucose and muscle that glycogen you that you burn in those workouts and competition states. You burn through that so quickly. Um, we always talk about plugging the holes in the muscle. Right. So if you can think about your muscle kind of looks like Swiss cheese or baby Swiss after yeah. a workout, yeah. you want to plug those holes so it doesn't turn into large Swiss okay, cheese yeah. for the next workout. So the quicker you can replenish the more the muscle will rebuild and set you up for your next bout of exercise the next day or two days later. Right. I love that analogy. I've never heard yeah. you say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, like, makes so much sense, though. You can visualize it for yeah. people. Yeah. Okay, so going into that and your muscle breaking down throughout the workout and then building up rest days, recovery, and what are your thoughts on rest days? How often should you have them? Yeah. What days? So I'm in a little bit older generation and you know being an athlete and we call it a recovering athlete you really have to hone in on listening to your body Mm -hmm. and knowing when to rest and making sure you force yourself to rest now rest doesn't mean laying on the couch and being yeah a vegetable doesn't mean not moving all day exactly right so it could be we call it active recovery or physical at fit physical fitness or something fun but Mm -hmm. at this point probably from age 35 and on when I stopped competing, I would do three days on, one day off, two days on, one day off. And the off days could be walking the dog longer than normal or a bike ride with the family or a hike in the park or gentle yoga, something where I'm still moving, right. um, but not necessarily exerting and pushing and heavy training because your muscles break down and your joints start breaking down. And the older you get, the more little movements agitate you. It's just, it's just unreal. Yeah. Okay. So I like how you said three days on, two days off. So after three on, one off, two on. Oh yeah, one yeah. Off. Okay, there you go. Yep. Three on, one off. Okay. So say like after your second day on during your first three days of workout in a, in a week, and you feel like really overworked and stuff. Like you do, you still allow like would you allow that third day to be a rest day instead of another workout yeah. day, and like allow that for yourself? Oh, for sure. You okay. always want to listen to your body first. So the three and one, two and one, it can also be. Two and one, three and one, or you can switch. If you're just feeling like I'm too sore or something hurts or I might get hurt, then listen to your body and just do something gentle. Go for a walk, do some gentle stretching, um, go through the mobility stuff that you know makes you feel best. You can go for a bike ride or walk with a friend and that way it's physical activity but right. not You're exercise. not like exerting yourself. Yeah. 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 So I feel like sure. I get a lot of questions of people being like, but today was supposed to be my leg day. I have to do leg day even though I'm exhausted. And it's like, you're allowed to switch it up. No one's oh, holding yeah. you to like a grindstone saying you have to do it this day. You could always like switch it around. So I think that's a good point to point out to people and listeners that 
it's okay to just like what you said, listen to your body and switch yeah. it up if need be. Yeah, because if you get hurt, you can't work out at all. Exactly, exactly. And then that really stinks. Yeah. And that's what we said. We were going to do a whole other episode on injuries and Injury stuff, prevention yep. and, and programming yeah, and all that be, good stuff. Yeah, we could go into detail about all of that too. <laughs> just taking care of your body. You get one. Exactly. You know, we, we always use the analogy, you rest, you rust. So just mm-hmm. keep moving. It doesn't always have to be heavy yeah. and intense. If it's like just walking your dog. Yeah, and or... sometimes you just flip the switch on your programming, and it's okay. Yeah, switching sure. it up is good for your body. Just like the workout that we just did, the last set, we switched <laughs> it up each time, and I was, didn't know where we were going. But... Muscle confusion. Yeah, exactly. Muscle confusion. Exactly. Okay, so, and then next we're going into supplements and... If, if they're needed. So we were just going to touch on this just a little bit and just say, go into a little bit of if you actually really need supplements, specifically protein powder. I get a lot of questions on. Yeah. Um, so I know you mentioned, we mentioned it in the proteins up above, but more talking about whole foods protein. What are, you, what are your thoughts on powders with athletes? So I think powdered protein in itself is a very conven- convenient resource. Right. Um, you know, sometimes when you're on the go, meal planning is hard or getting so hungry, you stop and make a poor decision, right? Mm-hmm. So we're exactly. looking at preventing making bad choices or going too long without eating. You want to avoid blood sugar crash, you know, all that good stuff. So powder protein are great. You want to make sure it's a high quality brand. Um, you want to like the flavor. You want to make sure you don't have any bloating or GI um, distress from those kinds of things. Um, I always recommend buy things that have single serve packets okay, yeah. and try it for a few days and make sure you like it before you invest in the big jugs. Right. Um, cheaper is not always better. And then you can look, and I probably need to look it up so you can add it to your um, um, I can add it to the notes. Content so about there's a website that talks about which powders were found with high metals. Oh yeah, from the manufacturing plants definitely. and which brands you know. Yeah, I will definitely um, add that in the show notes. Yeah, below. With yeah, all that. so you can look at the quality for that. Mm-hmm. In regard to other supplements, that is a personal choice. Some are fantastic. Some are really clean. Um, it really depends on the manufacturer. If you're using them correctly and following the instructions, or if you have a professional that can help guide you on what do you need, is there a gap you need to fill? And so oftentimes people confuse supplements versus food-based nutrition. It's always food first, supplements fill in the gap. Right. Um, And just because somebody says this worked for them, it doesn't necessarily mean it did. Exactly. And we all know yeah. how that goes. Like I always say, every every body and every person is different. So yeah. you got to figure out what works for you. Yeah. And, and what we had talked about earlier was making sure you're consistent with food and exercise. And then try one supplement at a time for three to seven days. And see how your body responds. See how you feel. See if you notice anything. Right. Okay. Try not to make ten changes at one time. Throw all these supplements in, and you may feel good, but you don't know what is What's causing you to it. feel good. Right. So if you're consistent on food, nutrition, and sleep, as well as hydration, right? Yeah. Those four things, then you can start playing around with adding things or supplements. Like little bits at a time. Yeah, to see yep. how your body responds and, and what you really need or, right. or don't need. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that was very informative with all that. <laughs> yeah. And then I know you had three resources that you wanted oh, yeah. to share with people that could maybe help them out. Yep. So as always, the American Dietetic Association is right. a great resource for numbers and education and food-based information. 
my two favorite um, educators on nutrition, specifically sports nutrition, right? Sports mm -hmm. nutrition is different. We talked about transitioning from high school to college right. and then college to not being a college athlete. Yep. <laughs> um, but Nancy Clark, sports nutrition is my favorite resource. Yep. Um, it's, it's just outstanding. And she's had, um, you know, a couple different editions of the guidebook because it's constantly updating for research and yes. it's, an, it's an evolving um, industry it's exercise science. and nutrition <laughs> and the science right exactly science is always changing yep and then the final one is John Ivy um, I really like his book on nutrient timing which mm -hmm. we kind of went I've through yeah so it's amazing yeah and if you like the science of why you eat and when as in regard to your response and your muscle then that book is really fantastic but John Ivy Nancy Clark and the American Dietetic Association are, are three of my favorite resources. Great. Yeah. And I'll put that in the show notes as well on the bottom. And then um, the last few things I just wanted to ask you was, what is your like main advice for any high school student transitioning, transitioning to college? And then also, like you just said, if you're a college athlete and you just finished your final season and you're not going to be training as much as you were before, what do you do next? Like, how do you stay on top right. of it? So going from high school to college, what I can recommend is make sure you know how to cook. <laughs> yeah. Um, make sure you understand how to combine food groups and um, time management for sleep, you know, your fun party life, as well as eating in restaurants, right? right. Knowing when to indulge. Mm -hmm and when not to indulge. Right. Um, it can be balance. really tricky. It really is all about balance, balance. especially for that freshman year. We always oh talk about gosh. the freshman 15, freshman I know. 20. I went through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we all did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just kind of knowing how to fuel your body prior to starting college. That summer before is to have fun, but also get yourself prepped yeah. for that, that change in, in yeah. your life. Okay, that's great. Yep, and then same thing. For me, my issue was becoming, you know, we're working through that transition from being a college soccer player and then I was at UNC Charlotte for grad school mm -hmm. as a GA traveling with all the teams while I was right. eating what the teams were eating yeah and here comes 20 pounds because you were college <laughs> well because I wasn't a competitive training, athlete exactly. anymore yeah so that's actually when I reached out to Angela okay. the founder of Total Nutrition Technology yes and I did a metabolic test and I got my measurements and she taught me how to eat right for my body. I had to really download what I was eating and how much of it. And I could eat the same things those athletes were eating, but not the same portions. Right. And just kind of figure out how my body moved and what kind of energy exertion I had as an adult, a working adult right. versus a collegiate versus, athlete. Exactly. But definitely sought out the professional help huh. to help teach me. And then that's how I've started. Yeah, I think learning how your your body works is key to understanding where to take your next step. Yeah, and yeah. if you don't understand it or you have no interest, you hire somebody exactly with credentials and the education that can help guide you. Right. That doesn't mean do any fad diets or eliminate food groups. Yes. It's learning how to eat yeah. and balance for real life, right? Yes. You don't want to have this yo-yo effect. You want to learn how to eat for the the duration and then you know as your activity level increases, then you can increase a little bit. Exactly. And if it decreases, then you get rid of your recovery meal, right? right? So it becomes this kind of ebb and flow, but keeping it in balance so that you know how to fuel for your activity level. Great. Yes, exactly. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that was, that was good, though, because a ton of people are always like, do I cut out carbs to lose weight? No. Do I, keto is the biggest question I get, and I'm just like... So, keto was originally for um, epilepsy. epileptic seizures. Yes. So, it's great for some populations. Exactly. And it's great for quick weight loss, but it's, it's a nice. really hard place to stay. Exactly. It's not sustainable long-term yep. for the majority of people. Exactly. For some people, they're all in, and it works for them. Yeah. That's the minority. And some people also don't realize how hard it actually is to stay in ketosis due to the protein intake as well. Yeah. Because the protein's going to bring you out of ketosis if you're having over a certain amount. Yeah. And if you're trying to build muscle and working out, you're having that protein. Right. So. Right. Or bonking, right? Yep. Trying to get into keto while you're exercising. And it's just... You know, and often you lose some of the enzymes that allow you to digest carbohydrates. And right. then what happens is you actually slow your metabolism down. Now, again, that's not everybody. Yeah. But for the majority of people, you need to eat carbs. Now, and if you drink alcohol, if you are a drinker, mm -hmm. and I don't care if it's just Friday, just Saturday, whatever, mm -hmm. that is carbohydrates. Exactly. So if you try and live in this keto world but and you then you drink all weekend, weekend yeah. you've completely blown... And it's actually a double whammy yep. for weight management, mm -hmm. right? And there's a lot of other things in yeah. the keto world that we could get into. But for the majority of people, when you initially pull carbs, you're just cutting water weight. Yep, exactly. You know, and if you're trying to lose fat, that's not the way to dive right in. No, you can yeah. you can control crappy carbs for sure. Yeah, but cut out the junk food, cut out refined sugar. But I need carbohydrates to function. Your brain does. My Your brain. brain needs five grams of carbs per hour or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. yeah. But and, and people also forget they say the word carbs, but carbs include fruits, vegetables, grains, and dairy. That's exactly. all in carbohydrates. Exactly. So if you're cutting carbs, you're cutting out four food groups. Yeah, which is insane. Insane. Like, insane. what do you mean? <laughs> exactly. Right? So yeah. there, there's a lot to be said for that, but yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think for that age, it's not an ideal. No, I agree. I think if you're morbidly obese, if you have issues with seizures, or your doctor really wants you to do it for medical reasons, then right. go for it. But coming off of something like keto, you have to retrain your body to digest carbs. You can't go right back. Exactly. Because it can hurt your digestive tract, but also increase weight gain substantially. Exactly. Yeah. That's why you see people going on keto and then coming off keto then going back on keto because they gained all the weight again. Yeah. It's a big zigzag and it's just that's not a sustainable lifestyle no. to live for no. a long period of time. All right. Well, then the last few things I always ask people on these episodes are what's your favorite food, of course. <laughs> oh, goodness. My favorite food right now. I would have to say the avocado toast. Yep. I use the Dave's Killer Bread. Mm. With avocado spread, I toast it, a little bit of avocado, sliced tomato, one egg, yeah. and some uh, Trader Joe's, everything every but, but the bagel. Everything but the bagel seasoning on everything. I think that's my favorite yeah. right now. Yeah. I, I'm, it's probably right up there with you. That I have it all watermelon. the time. Watermelon. For it's summer, so good right I gotta now. have watermelon. It's so good right now. All right, and then next is what's your favorite exercise, like type of exercise? Oh, I love kind of like what we did today. It yeah. was a really good functional yeah. warm-up. Uh, strength training and then finishing with a hit interval hit training session. Yeah. yeah. You get the best of all the worlds and you feel good and you won't be spent tomorrow. No. Yeah. All right. And hopefully. then hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> and then the last question is what keeps you motiv motivated on a daily basis to stay healthy and work out and do what oh, you do? Oh man. Well, I fell yeah. in love with, with the industry.
industry initially as a helper, right? Physical right. therapy was my go in to help people feel less pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, being healthy and having less pain is so important. I get people that will constantly say, you've changed my life. You make me feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Or you took the fear out of exercise for me, which was what I love to hear. Yeah. You know, I feel like everybody should have a safe space to move. They should know how to feel good in their body. Um, you know, that just drives me. And then, you know, I'm, I'm a single mom. Um, I like to work. I like to stay busy. But I, I love to help people, yeah. you know, and, and that's in, in all aspects like, of that health and wellness, mental, physical, yeah. you know. Exactly. I feel like yeah. the key. I feel like everything in this industry with fitness and nutrition and stuff, that's like the main point of focus. Just you like, hope. You hope. You hope. Most. You hope yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. You hope so at least. Everyone that I've come into contact with with this, yeah. with this field at least. So well, far. you draw what you give out, right? Yeah. So. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that is it. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I Thank really you. that was good. I feel like everyone's gonna really enjoy that because that's been a ton of questions that people have been asking on. Yeah. So. I feel like that's good. So if you just want to tell everyone where to follow you on social media and stuff like that so they can go follow you. And I'll put it in, like, the show notes and yeah, stuff, too. Yeah, so we are Rebalance Fitness and Nutrition. We are in the Myers Park, Elizabeth area of Charlotte, North Carolina. On Facebook, we're just Rebalance Fitness and Nutrition. On Instagram, we are Rebalance CLT. And apparently, I will soon have a TikTok. Yeah, we're going to get you on there. Probably <laughs> rebalance or rebalance CLT, yeah. one of the two. We'll figure it out. I'll make sure to put all of that in the show notes as well so you guys can go follow them. <laughs> well, thank you so much again for doing this. Yeah. And I will talk to you guys again next week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all and appreciate your support so much. I will be uploading a new episode every Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Follow my Instagram and TikTok at Nutrition by Lex for more information and health inspiration.